Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. This is why it was so wonderful that the GOP took the House. I know uh, they didn't take it by much, but they control the House and they get to do things like this. Have a hearing, put those sleazy people who ran Twitter, who rigged the election in 2020, and who knows how many other elections, Put them under oath and ask them real questions and make them sweat. Make them squirm. I know most people don't get as excited as I do about uh, House hearings, congressional hearings. But uh, if you weren't paying attention, we got we to gotta recap and we have some of the highlights. And I can say definitively that uh, the uh, young women on my side are smarter than the young women on that side, their side. AOC was in her, her all her glory, and she sounded dumber than ever. Cori Bush was just lost. She was like a kid in a, in a high school class who didn't belong there, that they pull aside afterwards and say, you know, maybe this, uh, this uh, you know, history class is not for you, because uh, she didn't do the homework. That's the thing. You find out in these hearings, if you pay attention, you didn't, don't just go with a, a clip here and there. You find out who did the reading, who did the research, and who didn't. And AOC, as I've said many times, is, is usually ill-prepared because she thinks she's smarter than she is, and she thinks she can wave her arms like she did at that, that, uh, that, that whatever, that rant, that protest she had over the uh, Elon Omar thing last week. If she waves her hands and she yells and she, and she gets all emotional, she thinks that kind of carries the day but she doesn't know the material. She claimed yesterday, I couldn't believe I was hearing this, you know, that the, that the laptop was unverified and it was half true. And who knows if it's true? Huh? <laughs> it's been out there for two years, honey, two years. It was, ver- it was uh, verified two years ago. Here's the thing with the laptop. Here's the thing that drives me crazy. It is the most verified story you will ever find. It is Hunter Biden's records in his own words, his own emails, his own financial records, his own texts, his own video. That's not secondhand. That's not a a source said, people say. You don't get anything more verified, more real, more true than a man's own laptop, which he gave up. He left there for six months. He lost ownership of the laptop owner, Laptop shop owner turned it over to the FBI. They buried it in service to Biden because that's what they do. And then he decided to give it to Rudy Giuliani, give it to the New York Post, and anyone else who wanted to take a look. By the way, anybody can see it now. He can, he can, um, she could read the book, Laptop from Hell. She could read the New York Post. She could read all the stories and she could know the material and she could know uh, that it's true, that, it's, that there's no, debate. There's no, there's no question. There's no, uh, uh, it's not dubious. 
she sounded like an idiot, which is what she often does because she doesn't, she didn't read the material. Hell, the book is only, I don't know, 200 pages long, AOC. It was written by a New York Post columnist. You're allegedly rep for New York. You think that might pique your curiosity, but no. Um, we, we, we had, we'll, she'll just go emotional, half-cocked, and say how we should be talking about civil rights and abortion instead of a laptop. Sure. Let's talk about abortion. We never do that. That's hell. That's all you do. <laughs> talk about abortion. Uh, but here's what happened yesterday. Here's what happened yesterday. These sleazy Twitter execs, former Twitter execs were put under oath before the house. The Democrats ran cover for them. The Republicans went after them to the point where one Republican rep, this guy, Clay Higgins, with this Southern drawl, said, the arrests are coming. We'll get to that. The arrests are coming. But here's what people have to understand. Is I sometimes forget myself when I'm watching this, when I'm hearing people debate, discuss the laptop. It's about election interference. We went over it day in and day out when the Twitter files dropped. We have definitive proof that the FBI paid, paid Twitter three and a half million dollars to suppress Americans' free speech, to suppress the speech of uh, of America uh, of American citizens. That's illegal. But back to back to election interference. We heard a lot about election interference over the last few years. This is this defines the term election interference. As Lauren Boebert said in her rant, Vladimir Putin could only dream of interfering as much as much as Twitter did in an American election. There are polls that said if people knew the, the, the material on the laptop, they would have voted differently. I do not believe Joe Biden would have won the election if he didn't get this kind of help from these big tech authoritarians. They helped Joe Biden get elected. That's kind of a big deal. You know what, AOC? It's a bigger deal than all the other things you were looking, you wanted to talk about yesterday, abortion, civil rights, and, and, uh, and health care. This is a huge deal. It, it, and I know the media, I, just, I was just watching the CNN and MSNBC. I know they're carrying the water for the Democrats and pretending it's not that big a deal. Pretending it's about Hunter. It's just about some drug-addled loser Hunter. It is not about Hunter. It is about Hunter, but it's also about Joe. It's about the family. It's about money Joe Biden made uh, in China, in Ukraine. This is uh, the New York Post has a good front page, and they just go at AOC for saying this was unverified and, and saying it's a distraction or whatever. Um, uh, they, they just kill her. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, she, they write, first off, Congresswoman, she, she rips the Washington Post for publishing the laptop. And they write, first off, Congresswoman, with a New York Post, we understand you get confused since you don't spend much time in the city that elected you, but that's the least of your problems. For someone who claims to be an opponent of disinformation, you sure shovel enough horse manure to fill an MSNBC studio. The Hunter laptop was indeed explosive, but not fake. If you don't believe it, you can read the confirmation and follow-up reporting in countless other publications, including the Washington Post. Or you can believe Hunter Biden, who admitted it was his laptop last week. 
So Hunter Biden admitted it was his laptop and she's ranting on the house floor or in the, in the committee meeting about it being fake. They write, in fact, anyone paying attention in October, 2020, when we first posted the story knew it was real, despite your lie that we published without corroboration, we interviewed the laptop repairman who provided it. We spot checked a selection of key emails with Hunter Biden's movements. And we interviewed people who corresponded with Hunter and confirmed the messages. Also, and this is important, Hunter and Joe Biden never denied the story. Uh, there was a smokescreen about Russian disinformation by those dishonest uh, intelligence, former intelligence people. But that was just that, a smokescreen. Democrats, the media, big tech shot the messenger rather than dealing with the truth. The emails show how Hunter Biden traded on his father's name. And despite claiming he never spoke to Hunter about his business dealings, Joe met with his partners. The Bidens, Joe included, tried to cut a huge deal with a Chinese investment firm to begin after he left the vice president's office. So he was in the office of the vice president making a deal with China for more than a billion dollars, which would come in, which would kick in after he left office. That's kind of a big deal, but not to AOC. Let's listen to this dummy before we get to uh, uh, Rep Higgins and, and some of the other people who, who did, a, did a nice job of making the Twitter creeps uncomfortable. Go ahead. A whole hearing about a 24 hour hiccup in a right wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources and abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment, but I'll go into it. Ms. <laughs> it's half fake. There's nothing fake. It's 100 percent real. And I'm not sure she knows it. You know, I'm big I, I'm, to give her credit. She's dumb and she's not, she didn't prepare. She's ill-prepared. So maybe she doesn't even understand how big a story it is. Maybe she doesn't realize that the people sitting before her uh, worked with the FBI. That would be with the federal government, which is unconstitutional, to suppress speech, to silence critics. Some of the stuff in this hearing was incredible. That one, that uh, the one woman, I forget her title, went off on how, uh, went off on January 6th on how they had to take action to prevent violence like January 6th because Trump said, told the Proud Boys to stand down. So they went into action to uh, ban people, suspend people in the Proud Boys. They, they, what, what Being in the Proud Boys to her was reason enough to get, uh, to get suspended or have your speech, have you denied your free speech. But this dope uh, claiming it's half-baked, claiming it's about Hunter, claiming it's, it's, it's not real and it's a distraction. I'm not even going to check this. Joe, uh, Donald Trump got impeached twice. Both of them were just nothing. We know that. Both of them, one was Ukraine because he had a phone call and he wanted Ukraine to look into, his, look into Hunter and Joe and Burisma. That's perfectly appropriate, especially since now we know just how corrupt the Bidens were and how corrupt Burisma was. There's nothing wrong with that. It was all just, it was fake, to use uh, AOC's term. And then the second time, they impeached him for January 6th after he was out of office. 
Those weren't distractions. You didn't have more important things to do those days, AOC, but now you do. Now that there's a laptop proving uh, election interference from, uh, from Silicon Valley and the FBI, that's not important enough. But, uh, but Donald Trump, a sitting president, making a phone call to Ukraine, telling him to look into the, the criminal activities of a uh, former vice president, that was, a distra- that, that, that was important. That was important. This is a distraction. It's just nuts. But it was revealing yesterday. Perhaps my favorite moment was from Corey Bush, a, another squad member who is uh, from St. Louis and who is uh, no brighter than AOC. And she goes into this question and uh, goes at, is it Gotti? Is it JJ Gotti? It yep. is, right? Yes. And so he's going at Gotti. She's the Twitter executive, the uh, whatever she is. I forget For, her title. Former Twitter executive. Former Twitter executive, exactly. And by the way, quick question. Where was Jack Dorsey? Why does he get to skate? He was the CEO. He was, he was the boss of all these people who were on this panel. He was the original tyrant, tech tyrant, censoring people. He was involved in the laptop suppression. But anyway, listen to this question she's reading. And uh, there's one flaw. I'll give it away. Spoiler alert. She doesn't know who she's talking to. She's asking a question and she thinks Vijay J. Gotti is somebody else. <laughs> this is a sitting congressman who doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Go ahead, play it. Reduce the lies. Reduce the hate. They did nothing. Miss Gaddy, you were at Twitter on January 6th and asked repeatedly for a retrospective meeting to discuss what happened in the lead up to that day. Management told you, quote, it wasn't a priority for the company. Why was it not a priority for Twitter to learn lessons from January 6th? I don't believe you're referring to me. Apologies. I'm the chief legal officer. I did not. I did not make that statement. <laughs> She's looking at her aides, uh, um, her staff members. They're wearing masks, of course, and they're trying to figure out who is this person you're talking to. <laughs> I'm not. He says, "I'm not." I didn't make that statement. I'm not who, you're, who you think you're. I'm not who you think I am. And God, that's humiliating. Uh, but whatever. People vote for her, and you know. Hell, I'm represented by Ayanna Presley. I don't think I can talk. And Liz Warren and Ed Markey and his abortion pin. Ed Markey, if you missed it, just wore the word abortion on his lapel to the State of the Union. That's it. Just abortion. Not abortion rights and not uh, pro-choice. Just the word abortion with a little heart for uh, one of the O's. Sickening. I mean, that's, that's, that's his only issue. That's all he cares about. Abortion. That's, he's, he's pro-abortion, but I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. I want to get to rep Clay Higgins because he was good. There were a lot of guys who were good. Jim Jordan was good. Uh, and they, you think uh, this, is, this is it. They'll just have a hearing as, the, as usual and do nothing. You'll think there'll be no action. But Clay Higgins is saying, and maybe it's an idle threat, arrests are coming. Now that will be glorious. Arrests. Can you imagine if they take the JJ and, and Yoel Roth, that creep, the guy who did his PhD uh, dissertation on how uh, children should be allowed on Grindr. Uh, he's, he's an absolute creep. And uh, although, although he did, uh, he talked about this a little yesterday and we, we saw it in the Twitter files. 
He pushed back on occasion because the FBI was so out of control, trying to suppress, trying to cancel, trying to ban thousands, thousands of Americans, trying to stop thousands of Americans to speak freely. And that scumbag, Jim Baker, was there yesterday denying he did anything wrong. He was the connection, the conduit. He was the chief lawyer at FBI. He quit and went to Twitter, but still was working for the FBI to stop people from speaking to rig the 2020 election. That's what this is about. Let's uh, listen to Clay Higgins go at these this whole group. Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. I- the rests are coming. Now, he's, you know, he might just be blowing smoke because usually that's what GOP guys do. They, But here's, to me, the, 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 the good news. Here's, here's what's, why I'm somewhat optimistic is if they didn't do this, if they didn't, you know, do this fake laptop thing, uh, their base would be pissed. The media would be thrilled. Obviously, they they they're hoping that they uh, that the, uh, Congress moves on and does does simple rights and voting rights and 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 leaves the Bidens alone. But guys like Clay Higgins, Jim Jordan, they know that their base, that their core support, wants them to go hard after this for a number of reasons. First of all, it's, 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 you know, evidence of criminal behavior on the part of a, a sitting president. And, um, and, and secondly, they want their guys to fight as dirty as the Democrats. As we know, the Democrats, again, uh, beached and impeached uh, uh, Trump twice. They arrested anyone in Trump's orbit, his lawyers and his, and his advisors all got arrested, taken away in handcuffs in their underwear, they, they, you know, arresting January 6th people two years after January 6th, they want the GOP to fight back. And this was a good sign in that regard. Hopefully they pursue it. I, I God, the day they take Yoel Roth away in leg irons will be a glorious day for this country. But people have to understand that the reason Joe Biden's present, these people, they made it all happen. They made it possible. Now you can claim that the FBI forced them, coerced them, but they were willing partners. They hated Trump. They liked Biden. They wanted a Democrat administration, just like the FBI did. They worked hand in glove with federal agents to rig an election. Kind of a big deal. So you can't just say, hey, we had a hearing. We uh, got some answers. We're moving on. Let's get the voting rights. No, you can't do that. You must fight dirty. You must fight back. You must do uh, get down in the mud. And that's what they did yesterday. And it was great. And you know, people like AOC and Corey Bush will embarrass themselves. So that helps too. You know, they'll come ill-prepared, but uh, you know what yesterday was, Ironhead? It was a great day for hearings. I had, 
I was uh, online watching, watching this and enjoying this, but there were some other hearings. We're going to get to uh, Matt Walsh, uh, the great Matt Walsh appearing uh, before a uh, committee in Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, that was in, uh, where was that? In uh, Tennessee Memphis? house. Yep. Nashville, Nashville, Knoxville, whatever in Tennessee. Um, and, and the good news today, more good news. Today's a lot, a lot of good news today is our friend billboard, Chris, as we, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, I was hanging out with him on Boston common. He's the guy who's fighting for children, fighting to protect children against this trans mania. He walks around with a big billboard. He has conversations. He has discussions. Sometimes he gets attacked. They, uh, some of these Antifa scum broke his arm when he was up in uh, Montreal, I believe. He's just doing God's work. He travels around. He protests outside these gender clinics, which are uh, performing surgeries on children, confused children. It's an abomination. But it kind of went under the radar for the last few years. And now we have this, this, these group of activists who are, who are winning. Matt Walsh is leading the way. Libs of TikTok billboard Chris, Chris Rufo. They're exposing these places. In fact, uh, Libs of TikTok was attacked in this hearing um, by AOC and Yoel Roth agreed, said it's unfortunate that she still has a Twitter account. Unfortunate. Somebody who basically just reposts uh, TikTok videos or, uh, or tweets or Instagram posts or whatever from crazy liberals. That's what she does. And she lets them basically expose themselves. <laughs> uh, but they want her banned. AOC wants her banned. AOC at heart is a tyrant. You know, she, she is, she doesn't believe in democracy. She doesn't believe in the first amendment or the bill of rights. She wants libs of TikTok banned for showing you some of the, 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 the madness going on at these places, including Boston Children's Hospital, which lied and said they don't do surgeries on children. Billboard Chris and others have uh, saved all their uh, former, the videos they used to make, boasting and bragging about their gender-affirming care, including surgeries on minors. Boston Children's lied about it. Libs of TikTok and others exposed it. And then they blamed Libs of TikTok because someone made a death threat, allegedly, or a bomb hoax or something. They're just telling the truth. They're just protecting kids. That is what they're doing. And a, uh, before we get to, to Matt Walsh, a, um, the big news for, for Chris today and for the movement, which is, again, protecting children, uh, helping to save children from this insanity of performing sex change surgeries on children and giving children puberty blockers. A woman came out today. This is today, uh, uh, February 9th. That's today, Craig. Yeah. Yep. Thursday, February 9th. Her name is Jamie Reed. I'll just read you the lead of this story she wrote for the free press. She says, I'm a 42 year old St. Louis native, a queer woman and a, and politically to the left of Bernie Sanders. My worldview has deeply shaped my career. I've spent my professional life providing counseling to vulnerable populations, children in foster care, sexual minorities, the poor. She's married to a trans man. She's uh got all kinds of credentials that uh, clearly she is no right-wing bomb thrower. She took a job at the Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and she blows the lid off it. This is the first real whistleblower 
in the movement to shut down these places. And she talks, she thought she was uh, there to help kids, but what she learned, uh, she said, uh, what, what the, she said, one of my jobs was to do intake for new patients and their families. When I first started, there were probably 10 such calls a month. When I left, there were 50 and 70% of the new patients were girls. Sometimes clusters of girls arrived from the same high school. This concerned me, but I didn't feel like I was in position to sound the alarm. There was a team of about eight of us and only one other person brought up the kinds of questions I had. Anyone who raised doubts ran the risk of being called a transphobe. The girls came to us with many comorbidities, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, obesity. Many were diagnosed with autism, autism-like uh, uh, symptoms. A report um, last year on a British pediatric transgender center found that about one third of the patients were on the autism spectrum. And this is what uh, Lib, uh, uh, Billboard Chris always talks about is many of these kids, they're autistic, they're confused, and they get shuffled into a gender clinic and told, oh, you were just born in the wrong body. And she talks about giving the girls testosterone and the profound effects they have on their, on their, in a matter of months, their voices drop, beards sprout, body fat is redistributed. Uh, and, uh, and they're kids, they're kids. <laughs> and she has all the receipts and it is bad news. This is bad news for the uh, gender clinics around the country. Again, first real whistleblower and the media obviously will uh, demonize her, ignore her. You'll hear nothing and she'll be called a transphobe. This queer woman who's married to a trans, a trans man will be called a transphobe for exposing these, the barbaric treatment they're giving children. Uh, she's got actual stories of kid. <laughs> Jesus, you can't even, I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out. You can t give it a read. But uh, at the same time, the same day or yesterday, there was this hearing in Tennessee where they bring in Matt Walsh, a really outspoken critic of the uh, trans craze trans fad we're going through in this country right now, which is harming lots of children. And it was just performance art. Here you have uh, representative, Tennessee representative Caleb Hemmer. He's a Democrat from Nashville. And he, uh, he asks, he thinks he's going to, you know, they go right at Matt Walsh, but man, does Walsh turn the tables on him and it is glorious. Let's watch. 16 is uh, a uh, an adult in your view. Uh, why does this bill have uh, the uh, minor de defined as 18? Uh, Mr. Well, that's, recognized. Uh, yeah, that's that's a hit piece you took from Media Matters, uh, from something when I was a, a radio host uh, 13, 14 years ago, in my early 20s. Uh, it's also not an accurate reflection of what I actually said. Um, I was talking about. Uh, the fact that people tended to marry young historically, and that's all that that was about. Um, how does that relate to, the, to this subject? Just curious of your definition of, of if you feel like people are adults at 16, should... Well, uh, people are adults just... at 18, uh, but actually your, your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. So we should be having a conversation about whether we should even be doing these surgeries to people at 18. But certainly before 18... It's it's absurd. I mean, do you do you do you think that a 16 year old can meaningfully consent to having their body parts removed? Do, do you? <laughs> no. 
we do not. Yeah, we ask the questions. It's not. It's uh, Representative Hammer. You are recognized. (laughs) We ask the questions, says the chairman. You don't get to ask the questions. It's so the argument, the debate is is so lopsided. They got nothing. They can't get. They'll come back and say, "Oh, but if you don't commit, if you don't perform these surgeries on these confused girls, you know, fifteen-year-old girls, they uh, they will kill themselves." That that is so absurd that you you by removing healthy body parts by by surgically removing a a teenage boy's penis, you're going to drive you're going to protect him from suicide. That's just on its face is so illogical and, and insane. Oh, he's depressed. He's suicidal. He thinks he was born in the wrong body. Let's uh, cut off his private parts and he'll feel better. Uh, there's, there's no evidence that that does uh, prevent suicide because there's no long-term studies because we haven't been doing this long enough. This absolute insanity of surgery and puberty blockers for children. It's just so bizarre that we've reached this point where we're having this debate on the house floor on a, you know, in a, and, and they're saying you, you're, you're against cutting off healthy breasts of, 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 you know, 15 year old girls. What's wrong with you? You monster. I've never felt more self-assured about my position on something than this. The idea that you're going to debate and say, yes, we have to cut off the healthy breasts of young girls, the people. Yeah, and, and, and if you disagree, you're the transphobe, you're the bigot, you're the one who doesn't care about kids. It's just the opposite. People like Matt Walsh and Billboard Chris, they're protecting kids. That is what they're doing. And they're winning. They're making these laws all across the country. I'm sh- I have my doubts they'll ever reach Boston or Massachusetts, but in places like Missouri and Tennessee and Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, by the way, the uh, trans mob stormed the Capitol in Oklahoma a couple of days ago, I would, it felt very insurrectiony to me, all these trans people disrupting the people's business, disrupting an official proceeding. I assume they'll all, I, by now they're all in solitary waiting for their trial date in two years. Uh, and uh, all their, you know, credit cards are canceled and, uh, and they're uh, kicked off social media. Yeah, right. There's only, only one side can do insurrections, but uh, we're going to get to, we're going to get to the, Crazy. We haven't got to the craziest story of the day. Um, uh, a woman kicked off, kicked out, was not allowed to stay at an Airbnb because of her political views, but they didn't stop there. <laughs> they went after her family too, which is nuts. And big surprise, John Fetterman has been hospitalized with lightheadedness. There's the video Ironhead has of the insurrection at the Oklahoma Capitol. I'm sure no arrests, no suspensions, no jail, no uh, kicking off social media, no cancel. No one's getting fired. You, they get it's they get to do those. They get to do that. Uh, the other side does not. But uh, first, a recession-proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp. or EAA Corp. has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp. has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, 
no problem. EAA Corp, all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. That was uh, two things. One's very long and complicated that I read this morning. The other's short and bizarro. We'll we'll start with the short one because it doesn't require a long attention span. This story is so insane. <laughs> a woman named Lauren Southern, uh, Southern, that's her name, correct? Filmmaker, a YouTube star, libertarian. She's from Canada. Uh, young, Lauren Southern. She's only 27 years old. Uh, this, this story on Fox News called her a far-right content creator. How come they never call anyone a far-left content creator? Uh, she worked for Rebel News. That's the, you know, this day and age, you work for Rebel News, you, you're a libertarian or conservative, you risk being canceled. She was banned three years ago from Airbnb. She can't stay in an Airbnb. <laughs> they just said, we don't like your politics, you can't stay here. That's no surprise. We hear that, see that all the time. The other day, her parents, <laughs> her parents tried to reserve an Airbnb and find out they'd been banned. Her mother and her father can't stay in an Airbnb because the company doesn't like her politics. How is this even possible in America or Canada? How is it even possible anywhere? This, I mean, maybe like North Korea, where you get, you pay the price, the, the sins of the father are bequeathed to the children. I didn't think we did that here. I wouldn't care if she was a mass murderer. You're going to bear her parents from doing business with you because you don't like her politics. How is this? This is just so insane. I don't even understand how you could sit in a boardroom, a corporate boardroom at Airbnb and say, Hey, did you hear Lauren Southern? Oh yeah. The the chick we banned for years ago. Yeah. Her mom and dad are trying to get a, a lake house. Ooh, can't allow that. You know, she's against the vaccine. What about them? Well, they must be too, right? How can you do that? Oh, just so nuts. And it just, if some days, like when these Twitter snakes are being grilled, you feel good about things when people are being restated, reinstated on Twitter or other social media platforms. And then along comes this and you say, man, the wokesters are still in charge. The woke mind virus is still infecting people. They have since, I believe, uh, rescinded and said her parents are allowed to, you know, give them money to stay in a house. But uh, I'm sure Lauren will never be allowed to do that. It is crazy when you hear about someone like January Sixers, like that guy, Brendan Straka. Uh, He's the leader of the walkaway movement, former Democrat. He was at the Capitol. He got charged, I think, with just misdemeanors. And his whole life was canceled. He he couldn't use PayPal. His credit cards were canceled. He couldn't stay at Airbnbs. Uh, You know, his bank canceled him. He had to find a new bank just because he was at the Capitol on January 6th. People don't realize 
the extreme nature of this uh, this movement, this this cancel culture movement, it's still alive and thriving out there. But uh, right, before we get to uh, an update, we get an update on uh, John Fetterman. You know, the brain dead senator, not doing well. Two things that went under the radar. I had uh, had him on my screen for a couple of days, and the State of the Union kind of. <laughs> To the State of the Union, I think it had bad ratings, by the way. Iron had only 27 million viewers. Trump had like 45 for one of his, and mm-hmm. he was well, he had much better ratings, which I'm sure he's bragging about on Twitter, on, on True Social. He had much better ratings than Joe Biden. But uh, I thought the State of the Union was hysterical. The reaction, the hooting, the heckling, I enjoyed it. But uh wasn't a lot of mention in the State of the Union about the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, or, by the way, about wasn't a lot of talk about Ukraine, the war in Ukraine either. There were two developments in the last week, which people just ignored, which I find amazing. We've talked a lot about the war. It's it's crazy. It's and it has been escalated many times over by the Biden administration. They want this war for whatever reason. They aren't interested in a ceasefire, and a uh, and we had proof of that from a former uh, Israeli prime minister. Just, to, I, I mean, you got to look hard for this story. It should be the lead on every newscast and every website, but it's kind of, man. Former Israeli prime minister Naftali Bennett said in an interview posted on his YouTube channel Saturday that the U.S. and his Western allies blocked his efforts of mediating peace between Russia and Ukraine and ending the war in its early days. This was in March. The war started in February. This guy traveled to Russia to meet with Vladimir Putin. In the interview, he details mediation at the time uh, between Zelensky and and, uh, Putin. And he had the terms and everything. He said, uh, both sides agreed to major concessions. For Russia, they would drop the denazification requirement of the ceasefire. Bennett... uh, uh, they, they, they wouldn't remove Zelensky. Uh, during his meeting in Moscow with Putin, Bennett said the Russian leader guaranteed he wouldn't try to kill Zelensky. And the other concession Russia made is that it wouldn't seek disarmament of Ukraine. Ukraine's side, they would uh, renounce any membership in NATO. They would agree to never try to join NATO. Sounds pretty reasonable since they weren't in NATO anyway. And and Trump has to, I mean, uh, Putin has to agree not to kill Zelensky. Okay, fine. That war would have, the, the war would have been over in less than a month. But the Biden administration pushed back and blocked his efforts to peace, to seek peace, to, to find peace, to agree to peace. That's just insane. So we've spent $110 billion or more. They've lost 200,000 people. And it all could have been prevented if Joe Biden and other Western leaders agreed to this term or pushed or, or promoted or this, this attempt at uh, a ceasefire. And yet we're sitting here, the war's raging, we're stealing more and more money, people are dying, countries being destroyed, and we just seem to keep on escalating it. And if you weren't, uh, if you weren't totally convinced that uh, Joe Biden has no interest in peace. Do you know who Seymour Hirsch is, Ironhead? I don't blame you if you don't. He's very old. I do not. 
He's 85 years old. And to give you a, a sense of how long he's been around, he first gained fame in 1969 for exposing the My Lai massacre in Vietnam. That's where the uh, uh, Kelly, Lieutenant Kelly killed a bunch of civilians. He won the Pulitzer for international reporting in 1969. He worked for the New York times. He's one of those New York Times apostates. They don't like him anymore because he also, he's done a lot of reporting, a lot of big, you know, books. And uh, he, he broke the Abu Ghraib scandal in uh, Iraq, the mistreatment of the prisoners. Well, he had a Substack a couple days ago. I guess uh, that's what he does now. He works on, uh, he's a Substack guy. Uh, and it's long, really, really long. But it details how we, the U.S., blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Now, anyone who's paying attention kind of had a sense that that's what happened when those pipeline, when that gas, natural gas pipeline from, Ger- uh, from Russia to Germany blew up back in, uh, what month was that? He gives, he's got all the details. The divers were trained. He's got them where they were trained, who they were. They were in Florida. They were this special unit that is outside the military. So it doesn't have to answer to Congress somehow, some way. He writes last June, Navy divers operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as ball top 22 planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later, destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. And this is something Biden said, I think in February, said if Ukraine attacks, they will stop the pipeline. Victoria Newland is whatever she is, uh, advisor, said we will stop the pipeline. And they did. And then they denied it. And all the media lick spittles went along with it and helped them, helped them cover it up. This just blows the lid off that we blew up the pipeline and you read this thing and you say, it makes all the sense in the world. It never made any sense that Russia blew up its own pipeline. So we got that going for us. We got a former Israeli um, prime minister saying that the Americans would not go along with uh, peace talks to end the war right after it started. And we got a Pulitzer prize winning journalist now 85 years old, laying out the whole story where we blew up the pipeline. Sure, but uh, we don't want world war or anything. That, we don't want to actually get involved in a hot war with Russia. Someday, hopefully I'm still alive, we're going to find out why. Why the hell Biden is so hell-bent on war in Ukraine? War with the largest, the country with the largest nuclear stockpile on the planet. It's, it's like a race. Are we going to be at war with China first or Russia? Which one? He's got two years left. Two years of Biden, Biden and Harris, and he will be out there. He'll be out in the camp. He'll be somewhere today. He was in Wisconsin yesterday. Nobody will ask, hey, did you buy up, blow up the pipeline? Did you not agree? Why did you not agree to a peace deal in March? Why? Why is this war going on? There's been many senseless wars around the globe in my lifetime. This makes less sense than any of them. This is just madness. And oh, soon we're going to send fighter jets. By the way, you know what? Biden said like six months ago, he said, if we send tanks to Ukraine, that means World War III. He did that creepy whisper thing. He said, you know what it means if we send tanks? World War III. And then what does he do a few months later? He sends tanks. So the guy who predicted World War III, if we got, if we got put, put tanks, put those Abrams tanks, just sent Abrams tanks. 
And people think he won't send fighter jets. Oh, yes, he will. The fighter jets will come and then Americans will die and we'll be all all gung-ho fighting to whatever, free Ukraine, just just total freaking madness. And the media seems to have no interest, no interest in the laptop outlining all the crime, outlining all the crimes of the sitting president, no interest in the pipeline, proof that the pipeline was blown up by us, no interest in a peace deal which was rejected by Joe Biden. This stuff's going on, it's all under the radar and... Uh, Today in the news, it'll be about some, you know, trans thing, race thing, gay thing, LBGD thing. And we'll say, okay, you know, over there, don't look over there where World War Three is about to begin. But all right, let's get to, uh, let, let me do Shane, then we're going to get to an update. Uh, yeah, you checking? We need to get the latest from uh, Mo, um, Senator Mongo had an edit, a, uh, had a <laughs> tough night. He's back, he's back in the hospital, but uh, first. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down shade concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, this, we all knew it wouldn't go well. And I think that's another thing we're going to look back someday and say, say, they really elected that guy to the U.S. Senate? I mean, Dr. Oz was not a good candidate, but he wasn't brain dead. He was a little creepy, but he wasn't a vegetable. John Fetterman had a stroke. John Fetterman can't talk. He can't read. He can't function. And he's a sitting U.S. Senator. I mean, George Santos is insane, but at least he's, he's healthy. <laughs> this guy uh, was John Fetterman, who had a stroke in May, was hospitalized with lightheadedness. In case you were thinking, and I, I know we had a lot, uh, a lot of people who were saying, you know, he's going to get better. Not necessarily. When you have a stroke, you become more susceptible to another stroke. And as we said, there were medical experts who claimed if you, the, all the uh, recuperating you're going to do comes in the first six months. After the six-month plan, you're pretty much what you are, which is a brain-dead vegetable lumbering around the Senate and pushing whatever button, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer tells him to push. But this, he made an, <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even know how to describe this. Is this a, a, a press conference? Is this an appearance? He's talking about clean drinking water. So I guess it's something about clean, you know, I don't cleaning the drinking water somewhere. And he's got, I don't even know who's with him, but it's, it looks like, a, you know, one of his aides, like a nurse. <laughs> Is that a visiting angel? <laughs> yeah. But let's, uh, let's check out, see how Fetterman's doing as he, as he uh, advocates for clean drinking water. Go ahead. And we should all support replacing the lead pipes and ensuring that everyone has clean, safe, clean drinking work. Uh, water. 
I'm sorry. We're allowed to laugh. I, I, it feels a little uncomfortable laughing at the guy, but we are allowed to because he's a senator and he shouldn't be. He, he should be home getting better. He should be today. He should be in a rehab, Spalding rehab right now, you know, sitting with someone helping him speak and read and understand. Instead, he's in the Senate. What the hell? I mean, it, it is baffling how some people win elections, you know, Cory Bush, whatever, I, Liz Warren, Ayanna Presley. And this just, this just cadaver who's, he's wearing a suit. I guess that, that must take him like hours to put a damn suit and tie on. Just button the buttons and tie the tie. And I know everyone's thinking he'll be incapacitated and his wife, Giselle, will be appointed. But uh, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but the, the people in Pennsylvania, you should be ashamed. I know you're all, you're not paying attention. You're getting fired up for the... Uh, for the Super Bowl, but that's the guy you wanted mm-hmm. in the U.S. Senate. I mean, how about in the primary? I mean, even before his stroke, we heard from him. He was a meathead, and you wanted him as your senator. Just so bizarre. But anyway, we wish him well, don't we, Ironhead? Yeah, we wish him the best. I, I want him to be well enough so that we can keep getting videos like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't want him leaving the Senate. I didn't want him to win, but now that he's in. Just like George Santos, we need the entertainment value. Santos, uh, he did something yesterday. What did he do? Something crazy. He's just such a lunatic. Uh, Mitt Romney was attacking uh, George Santos, saying that fraud shouldn't be in the be in the Congress. But uh, I would agree. Kick him out and get rid of the frauds from the Senate, too. That would be you, Mitt. Willard Mitt Romney, the biggest fraud of them all, the biggest snake of them all. Uh, but... Uh, Good luck to John Fetterman. All right, I'm going to give uh, Ironhead the floor now. Kevin Durant got traded from the Jersey uh, Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. to Phoenix uh, Suns. Give us the breakdown, Ironhead. Uh, I think the Suns got absolutely fleeced. <laughs> they uh, For Kevin Durant, they gave up, I think, uh, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Jay Crowder, another player in four first-round picks for 34-year-old injury-prone Kevin Durant. The net and what did they get? What did the Nets get for uh, for Kyrie the day before sending Kyrie to Dallas? Um, I don't know. Uh, like it was basically like aspirin. It just, they just feel better. <laughs> That's four first round picks. That kind of takes the fun out of your draft day for a while, doesn't it? A long you time. No first round picks, and maybe they'll be good enough so they'll be useless. They'll be worthless, but still, that's uh, every year. I mean, second round picks are worthless, so. You, <laughs> Every year, you have yeah. no first round pick. You have no draft pick, no rookie, unless you make a deal for someone else's pick. Brooklyn it got is pretty pretty high price to pay. Yeah, for Dallas got Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris, and Brooklyn got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, twenty twenty seven second round pick, twenty twenty nine first round pick, and a twenty twenty nine second round pick. So, so not, the Nets just got five first round picks in two days. Yeah. And they're switching and again, places in 2028 with the Suns. Yeah. Uh, that would be deal breaker if they didn't switch places, but that, 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 <laughs> <Jeffrey. you> know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, superstars are everything in the NBA. You got to have a superstar. Durant's still a superstar, but, and Kyrie is too. I mean, he's a headache, but, uh, I'm going to guess the fans in Texas will embrace Kyrie more than they did in Brooklyn. I'm going to guess there are people there who respect him for uh, being right about the vaccine and refusing to get vaccinated, even if it cost him a lot of money and a lot of games and probably a lot of wins. But, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that every time you think, you know, he's, uh, 
a man of principle, he'll, he screws it up and says the world is flat or whatever, some stupid thing like that. But uh, he sure is fun to watch and he sure is a hell of a player. They both are. What are the, what are, I mean, anyone going to go to Nets games now? No. <laughs> in, no. in like seven years, they'll probably be pretty awesome though. I'd have to imagine. Seven years. That's a, not usually how it works in, in no. professional sports. You don't tell your fans, we'll be pretty good in seven years. Or they'll use but, all those picks to trade for, I don't know, someone huge. <laughs> someone that's that'd be true. Winning. They could make a deal. But I mean, the, the era of, uh, of uh, Kyrie, Durant, and, uh, and, and what's his face? Uh, James Harden. Uh, James Harden. The three of them, the big three, that, that didn't feel like a... You know, that, that didn't work out so great, did it? No, uh, but the the thing, though, with the three of them is they never really played at the same time. One of them was always hurt, so they never you never right, really truly right. saw it. Or just but. or just taking the day off or, you know, not vaccinated and forced to sit out. Or if you're James Harden, you woke up in a strip club and you missed practice or something. Oh, man. All right, well, uh, Mark on the comment line says, uh, you're right. Keep Fetterman around so we'll get some great clips and some good laughs. I I guess we can still laugh at him, but soon it's going to get worse, and he'll be, like, drooling and Mm -hmm. walking into walls. And at some point, it's not going to be funny anymore. It's just going to be sad. It's a little sad now, but uh, uh, he belongs in rehab. He does not belong in the U.S. Senate, but that's – that's our state of politics today. Just as long as they get that someone in that seat, as long as he votes with Schumer, they'll uh, pretend. They're all going to pretend in Washington that uh, that Fedham is getting better. Do you see, he's getting better. He's not. He's he's not getting better. He's probably getting worse. But, how, uh, how does a doctor? Like, how does Doctor Oz live with himself <laughs> from losing that? Uh, I know it is. That is pretty embarrassing. And you know what? That's something else. Trump. <laughs> Who's going to have to take some blame for Trump, by the way, mm-hmm. Trump, I, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this. I have to admit it's uncomfortable watching Trump attack DeSantis and in, in, in his typical petty Trump way, Trump called him a groomer because again, we talked about it yesterday when he was in college, he partied with some high school kids. You know, he was like three years older than them. He didn't rape any of them. As far as we know, he didn't abuse them. He just hung out with them. It's, 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 it's nothing. It's, and, and the last person in the world is going to question someone's morality in politics would be Trump, but he doesn't care. And here's what's going to drive Trump insane, or should I say more insane, is the response so far from the attacks on DeSantis from DeSantis have been perfect. This is exactly, this is again, why I love him. He just, he just hits the right notes, says the right thing. He, He's, he's, he's smart. He's tough. He's aggressive. He goes after the woke mob. He goes after the media. He goes after Disney, all the right. He, he, he attacks all the right people. Uh, and he's not taking the bait. He's got a job to do. He's running a, a big state. He's doing a great job. Trump's got nothing better to do than attack him. And this is how he respond. And it is perfect. Play this. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. That's perfect. He's going to have to say it again and again and again for the next year. Because Trump is never going to let it go. Trump's going to post that picture of 
young Ron DeSantis with the high school girls over and over again. And he's just going to hope he get a, he'll get a response. But if, uh, you know, if anything defines DeSantis would be disciplined. You know, the guy was incredibly disciplined. He was in the military. You know, he, uh, he's a disciplined guy, smart guy. He's not going to take the bait and it's going to drive Trump insane. But anyway, that will do it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Ironhead, thank you. We're going to do our Super Bowl picks tomorrow. We're going to have Matante on, who's 11-1. and one. For his pick, with his picks in the postseason, everyone's dying to find out who he picks, and you too, so they can uh, fade me, fade Ironhead. But uh, we'll uh, we'll do some prop bets, get some good prop bets, make our picks. I'm sticking. It's been almost two weeks since I initially made my pick. Uh, I'm picking. <laughs> oh crap! Picture. Sorry. Whoops. Well, we got a picture of Trump arm in arm <laughs> with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Now it'd be more fun if. If uh, DeSantis posted that in response, but <laughs> yeah. he's not going to. He's too smart. But uh, but we'll make our picks and our prop bets. I'm give you a tease. I'm sticking with the Eagles. They're a better team, and I didn't get swayed by the two weeks of hype that the Chiefs can pull this out. the The Eagles are just too deep, balanced, tough, better defense. They're just they're just nasty right now, and they're cocky, and they feel it, and they're gonna they're gonna prevail, and it won't even be close. That's my pick, but. Maybe I'll get. Maybe I'll read up and get someone to convince me. Otherwise, we'll get into that tomorrow. But we'll leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.